Yeah. Uh. Ooh, I think we're live now. The technology gods were messing with us there. Yeah. Hey, boxing fans around the world, thank you for joining us once again for another episode of the Friday Night Panel featuring Mike Gore and myself, Grand Boyce. Here we go. We've got a good uh, weekend of fights coming your way, which we'll be attending on Sunday, by the way. But tonight, we have a bunch of fights going on. Actually, one in particular we're going to talk about, maybe two. I'll leave it up to you. What, where are we going to start, Mike? We're starting at, uh, in Canada. That's that's where we're starting. Um, ah, Shawinigan, Shawinigan. <laughs> Quebec, right? Yes, yes. This one's in Quebec. Uh, ESPN Plus, December 16th, getting underway right now, starting 7 p.m. Uh, boxing fans, this one's good, man. Um, Reese Region will be treated to a true clash of titans in the finale of this December 16th gala. Uh, yeah, Megomedov, Arslan Beck talking about this guy before man this big heavyweight he's 15 and 0 with 14 knockouts he is putting his nabf and naba belts up against michael wallace uh this event which also features simon keen stephen butler as well as mary spencer in her ibo super middleweight world championship fight against none other than femke hermans uh will be samuel samuel cast at 7 p.m. on the Punching Grace Network, as well as on ESPN Plus in the United States, guys. Arslan Beck, this guy, I've been talking about this kid for a while. You know, 15 and 0, 14 knockouts. Who is the NABF champion of the year? Uh, fourth in the WBC World Rankings right now, and NABF and NABA heavyweight title holder. Won the WBC silver against Carlos Takam in September 16th in a fight. That showcases ability to hold a steady pace for 10 rounds on December 16th. He is facing an adversary uh, who is every bit as powerful and as physical uh, as he is. So this one is going to definitely be a clash of the heavyweights. So, um, yeah, be on be on high alert for this one, man. Guys, record this one if you can't see it, because honestly, this guy is is big, big things in this heavyweight division. Graham, I know I know you like this guy, the lion, you know, big boy, Arslan Beck. What can, what can you say about him? You know, it's good. After two years of doing this, these guys are finally, I think, hitting their peak where they're going to make some serious damage next year. We're going to see some of these North Americans that we've been talking about for a while or transplanted from another country, but now they're training here in North America, considering themselves North American the same way that Lennox Lewis would consider himself British. Um, but at the end of the day, you're going to see the heavyweights in Europe being challenged by these heavyweights from North America. I guarantee it. And this fellow's one to watch without a doubt. We've been talking about him for a while and uh, yeah. got to hand it to those boys over Montreal. They're, they're raising up some uh, some really good talent. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Um, also on this undercard, Stephen Butler, 31, 3 and 1, 26 KOs. He will try to continue his winning streak when he defends his NABF title against American rookie joshua conley who is yeah. 17 4 and 1 with 11 ko's also who i'm liking to see on this one simon the grizzly keen 21 and 1 20 ko's will start in his first fight on espn plus following his co-promotion agreement with top rank uh buckingham native alexander gomont who is 5 and 0 with three ko's who recently delivered a decision first round knockout will also be featured on this card and last but not least Thomas Chabot, 7-0, 7 KOs. 
this one's great, man. Also, girl that was talking about earlier today, Lila Bodun or Bodwin, uh, who is seven and zero with one KO, and Luis Santana, who is seven and zero with two KOs, will also be there to dazzle these boxing fans tonight. This one is great. Can't wait to see this one go. Yeah. Before we move on, big shout out to our friends at Split Team Management. Uh, Mary Spencer fights under their banner. And uh, I think she's undefeated 7-0. So yes. congratulations yes. to her and them for uh, bringing her up from the amateur ranks and now 7-0. Because I remember when she was 1-0, 2-0 type thing, and we were wondering. And uh, lo and behold, here she is, completely undefeated and ready to rock. I know, I know. She's, you know, very highly decorated amateur. You know, took some time off. Cedric and I were talking about it earlier today. And, uh, yeah, to see her, see her on this card here still, you know, undefeated. All this time later, you know, she's ranked number one out of four in Canada. She's now ranked three out of 69 in that super welter division in the world. And, uh, you know, seven and oh, five KOs. So she's, she's, she's finishing these girls. Yep. Finishing these girls. Uh, and you know what? She's going up against Femke Hermans. You know, she's no slouch in the ring either. Um, you know, she's 13 and four in her career. And, uh, you know, this one's for the IBO. Welter vacant, so you know both these girls are going to put it all on the line tonight when uh, when they do battle for this uh, this prestigious belt. You know, it's yeah. uh, it's it's a great one. I can't wait. I can't wait. Yep. Other women fighting Cecilia Breakhouse, but I'll leave it up to you. As to who's going next? What are we talking yes. about next? Yeah, we're going to talk. Uh, next card, we're going to talk about Billiam Smith. This one, ah, okay. Uh, yep. Yes. Yep. Get ready for an early Christmas gift as cruiserweight hero Chris Billiam Smith comes back to town to headline a cracking boxer card. Uh, this one, Saturday, December 17th, live and exclusive in the UK and Ireland on Sky Sports. Uh, this one gets underway, guys, 2 p.m. Eastern time. If you can catch uh, on streaming platforms that you guys use, this one actually gets underway with all the undercard action and all the prelims starting about noon Eastern time. So 2 p.m. is when the main card starts. And the former Commonwealth King, 16-1-0 with 11 KOs, is ready to raise the roof again and take a giant leap towards a world title shot in 2023 when he takes on dangerous Albanian fighter Armand. I don't even know how to pronounce this guy's last name, Graham. I, I'm, I'm, you know what, guys? I, I try it, I try it, but I'm telling you, it's going to be wrong. <laughs> no matter how <laughs> how I try to say it, X H O X H A J. I don't oh, know. Right, right, right. I remember yeah. Holly Donovan. It, it fell out of her mouth so perfectly this morning when I was listening to her. I went, "Am I going to be able to pronounce that?" Nope. Because you're right. The way it's spelled, it just doesn't roll off my tongue very easily. But I even I even took the name and you know googled the pronunciation <laughs> of it. I, I did it for a few minutes before we started this, but the minute I look at it now, it's gone. So we're just it's, gonna it's something like on. it's something like Hashak or something like that. Yeah, I, sure. <laughs> sure. <laughs> okay, moving on. <laughs> moving on. Okay. Uh yeah, but he's 14 2 and 0 with seven KOs. Uh, you know, these Albanian fighters, they are dangerous. You know, we've uh we've 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 interviewed Rashad Mati, we've followed him. You know, these Albanian guys, they got a great following, uh, very dedicated fighters. You know, they really are dedicated to their craft. And, uh, you know, they always they always have exciting fights. So definitely this one's going to be great. Um, the 20-year-old known as the Bombardier defeated 
Roman Frass back in May to claim the WBO Intercontinental Cruiserweight title and will head to the South Coast looking to celebrate another major upset. And what could be a late fight of the year contender, British super light heavyweight champion, Super Dan Aziz. Wow, love to see this yeah. kid back in action, guys. 17-0, yeah. 11 KOs, fights experienced world-level campaigner Rocky Fielding, who is 30-20 with 17 KOs. Uh, Aziz, you know, he displayed uh, his class in September when he outshined uh, Shaq and Pitters in Maryside. But the Leonard faces arguably the toughest test of his career to date as he looks to protect his flawless record against Liverpool's Fielding. Uh, whose only ever defeats have come against Canelo, Canelo Alvarez and Callum Smith. Um, so, you know, Aziz, you got your work cut out for you. Hopefully uh, you uh, you shine tonight, man. Honestly, I like watching this kid fight. Uh, we've been following this guy, too, ever since turning pro. That's what I love. I, I love this part of it, Graham. You know, we've been following these guys for years, and uh, now these prospects that I've been, you know, putting all these viewers onto over the past couple of years – are finally starting to don the televised portions of these events, whether it's a fight night or a pay-per-view. These prospects are now up there in the mix, in the rankings, climbing up these uh, these rankings real quick and staying undefeated. I know what I'm talking about, people. You know what I mean? When I tell you to watch somebody, watch them. <laughs> but also in action on that card, our girl, man. Caroline. Sweet Caroline Dubois. 4-0, three KOs, you know, the sister of Daniel uh, made history in October when she shocked, or sorry, when she knocked out uh, Melina Kolev uh, in front of a sold-out crowd at the O2 in London, uh, watched by a record-breaking 2 million viewers on Sky Sports. Uh, the 21-year-old lightweight prodigy has her heart set on winning world titles as she, uh, you know, completes an unforgettable 12 months back in Bournemouth, uh, the scene of her stunning Summer stoppage over Happy uh, Dowdy. Uh, fresh from his sensational third-round stoppage win over Ross McEwen in Manchester last weekend, rising cruiserweight star Vidal Riley back in action. Another guy that I've been talking about and following since this guy turned pro. Uh, he returns as he looks to close out a phenomenal year with yet another highlight reel performance. And uh, Bournemouth's own Lee Cutler, who's 11-1-0 with seven KOs, will be keen to Spread some festive cheer for the local fans in attendance. Um, this one, yeah, this is a great, a great card. I can't wait to see this one. Um, you know, this is another, uh, another one of these great uh, UK cards that we know they, they, they're good at putting on. Uh, you know, boxer never, never, never disappoints. Uh, you know, they've been getting better and better with, uh, with all their events, and this is definitely one that uh, you can get behind and watch and know that you're yeah. gonna have a great time watching this one. So, guys, 2 p.m. starting tomorrow, uh, 12 p.m. If you have the ability to uh, check it out on a streaming platform like we do, um, you know, there's plenty of them out there to catch all these prelims. But like I said, guys, the future of boxing is already here today. You just got to watch them as they come up through the ranks. These guys that we are talking about are going to be the next 10 years of this sport. So listen to these names, learn them, know them, love them, get behind them. You know, say say that you don't jump on the bag, bandwagon. Say that you've been there since the beginning. And that's why we put these guys out there for you to watch. So that you, you know, you know them, man. You know them when they're finally on that world stage, sporting that big belt. And you're like, oh, who the hell is Vidal Riley? Or 
who is this guy, Arsene Beckmangamena? Yo, I told you who they were <laughs> a long time ago. So, guys, yes, 2 o'clock, it gets underway. Billion Smith card, this one's going to be good. Caroline Dubois is on it. Um, definitely one to watch. Then we get into the Golden Boy card. I talked about this. Yep. Uh, Raul Kiro, this kid, got signed to Golden Boy. He is uh, definitely one of these kids that uh, they're getting behind. Uh, we profiled him, uh, you know, wrapping up the year with Golden Boy Fight Night, uh, LA Edition Series, one of Golden Boy's top welterweight prospects. The Cougar, uh, he's 11-0 with nine KOs of Guadalajara, Mexico, will make his main event debut on the zone as he defends his NABF welterweight title against Douglasville, Georgia's Brad Solomon, who is 29-5 with nine KOs. This scheduled 10-round scrap will take place Saturday, uh, the Commerce Casino in Hotel and will be broadcast worldwide live, live on its own beginning at 6 p.m. Uh, Pacific time. This kid, Graham, I don't know if you know about him. Uh, he had his hopes set on the 20, you know, the, the Olympics, 2024 Olympics, but uh, decided on uh, on his 18th birthday that it was no longer the path that he was going to take. And, uh, you know, he, he ended up signing with Golden Boy. And this is what I'm liking. You know, we had we had one of our prospects that we follow that we put out there, you know, Kid Austin, Floyd Schofield, another one that just got picked up by Golden Boy. And, uh, you know, they really uh, are getting behind their prospects and allowing these guys to headline pay-per-views or fight night events. Just like Kid Austin, he gets signed next month. He's headlining it. This kid, Corell, same thing. You know, he's one of these blue chip prospects that Golden Boy is getting behind and they're putting all their eggs in his basket as he headlines up this wonderful fight card that gets underway. Guys, you will talk about these young and up and comers. This card is full of them. So definitely check this one out. Like I said, this one starts 6 p.m. Eastern time. You can check it on the zone. There's lots of good fights on this card. Um Nick Slick Nick Sullivan, who is six and zero with one KO of Norfolk, Virginia, is scheduled for a six-round lightweight matchup against soon-to-be-announced opponent uh, Gregory Goyo Morales, who is thirteen and one with AKOs of San Antonio, Texas, will participate in a six-round featherweight title uh, tilt against Guadalajara, Mexico's Alex Molina, who is eight and one and one with five KOs. So definitely, guys, Golden Boy's been uh, stepping up uh, their cards lately. Grandma, what are you thinking about uh, some of these cards? Uh, I'm 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 looking forward to seeing the Cecilia Breakhouse fight. Yes, yes, definitely. Right, she, she's fighting um, a girl they're bringing up from Argentina, uh, Marissa Portillo, I believe her name is. And uh, anyway, uh, you know, I mean, I know I know Cecilia's had a, a tough break, uh, but she's still a good fighter, and I like her a lot. And I'll be interested to see how she, how she fares on this particular stage. Uh, and it's good to see, seriously, good to see Golden Boy doing what they're doing. Uh, we've, we've been talking about this for a while, too, yeah. uh, bringing all the, a lot of the South American prospects, Mexican prospects, to meet some of the Southwestern American uh, prospects. And, and those are forging some really good, uh, not just relationships, what do they call them? Bitter rivalries, I think is what we would call them. Yeah. So, I th and I think uh, bringing in someone like Cecilia Breakhouse, uh, who fights out of Norway, quite frankly, Mm -hmm. uh, but I, but I believe uh, I believe she was training with Jonathan Banks. Uh, I believe so. If I'm not mistaken, and that's for the entire past year. So Jonathan Banks, who we interviewed way back in the beginning, uh, out of Detroit, then he moved to LA. I think uh, 
was a big bear mountain or something like that. Some crazy ass tra training place in the mountains. Uh, but he's got his uh, stuff together. And if he, I wonder if it, let me just quickly double check. I'm pretty sure. Uh, hey, I'm right. Ha <laughs> ha. <laughs> Breakhouse break has spent most of 2022 being guided in boxing camps under the watchful eye of world-renowned trainer Jonathan Banks in Los Angeles, Detroit, and Dubai. Wow. Wow. So there you go. I was right. <laughs> wow. 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 That's, uh, that's great. Another one. So we're going to move on to this next one. Uh, I'm, I'm looking kind of, I'm, I'm forward. I'm looking forward to this one, man. Premier boxing, uh, WBA lightweight title eliminator, uh, Rivera versus Martin, uh, rising undefeated lightweight contenders, Michael Lazera Ali Rivera and Frank the Ghost Martin will clash in an intriguing 12-round WBA lightweight title eliminator as they headline live on Showtime. Uh, this one, December 17th. Tomorrow, guys, Premier Boxing Championship events, uh, the Chelsea inside, the Cosmopolitan of Las Vegas. Telecast begins at 10 p.m., guys, um, Eastern and we'll also see former world champion um, Jose. I, oh, here's another one. I I, I got to learn these better, man. I got to learn. I got to start going to like you know, or get hooked on phonics or something. Learn how to practice practice makes perfect. Or or we have it lined up and we hit a button and it goes. John Smith. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we got Stephen Hawking's doing voiceovers. <laughs> All right, okay. Jose Wow. Uh, return to action uh, against the unbeaten former amateur standout Vladimir Shishkin in a 12-round IBF title eliminator, plus bantamweight contenders face off as Vincent um, Astrolabile and Nikolai Potapov. Uh, sorry, guys. Dry mouth. Potapov. Uh, battle in a 12-round IBF title eliminator that kicks off the telecast. Um you know, this 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 is another good one. Uh, born in Santo Domingo, Dominican Republic, and now fighting out of Miami, Florida, Rivera, who is 24-0 with 14 knockouts. Uh, he burst onto the scene back in 2019, making his United States debut with a victory over Rene Tellez Giron. Uh, the 24-year-old continued his ascent with five more victories in 2020 and 21, uh, including knockouts over John Fernandez, uh, Anthony Mercado. Uh, most recently, he outboxed Jerry Perez, earning a unanimous decision victory in October after dominating the previously unbeaten Joseph Orderno uh, on his way to his unanimous decision in March. Um, then 27-year-old Martin, who is 16-0 right now with 12 KOs, uh, ascended the lightweight rankings in 2021 with a pair of impressive victories before delivering a New Year's Day KO over veteran Romero Duno. Uh, so if you guys remember that one, I, I know I remember that one. Uh, in April of 2021, Martin knocked out previously unbeaten Jerry Perez in a dominating performance before earning a unanimous decision uh, of uh, over Ryan Kil uh, Kilswicky uh, in August. And then he produced a methodical destruction of Jackson Martinez in July when he stopped him in the 10th round, showing the skill set that has made him one of the most highly tutored contenders at lightweight, uh, originally from India, uh, Indianapolis. Uh, Martin now trains in the in the Dallas area under guidance of Derek James alongside its promoter and unified welterweight champion Earl Spence Jr. So, yeah, guys, I know I know people have been sleeping on this kid, man. Uh, Frank Martin, uh, I, I definitely like the way this kid, uh, you know, conducts himself in the ring. 
He's undefeated. I think he's uh, he's slept on. I, I think a lot of people sleep on him. Uh, you know, they're not really uh, not really too worried about this kid coming up through the ranks, but definitely he is one to watch out for. Uh, you know, very exciting fighter. Uh, he's he's just one of these guys, and uh, definitely I think he's gonna come through with this victory uh, tomorrow. So definitely a card that I'm going to be watching, guys. We're going to love it. You're going to love it. Also in the card, uh, born in Venezuela and fighting under Tijuana, Mexico, who's cut two, uh, the one that I couldn't pronounce. <laughs> who's, I, I don't even know how, I'm not even going to try. He's 34, it's 32 and 4, 27 KOs, captured a 168 pound world title in March of 2018 by stopping veteran contender uh, Andre Durrell after eight rounds. I don't know if you remember that one, Graham. I think we were watching it together, honestly. <laughs> yep. Uh, 31-year-old put himself in position to fight for a title with four straight stoppage victories from 2015 through 2016, including a win over the unbeaten Julius Jackson. Uh, since losing the title to unbeaten champion Caleb Plant in January of 2019, um, he has rebounded to win four of his last five fights, including most recently knocking out uh, Felipe Romero in May. Uh, so now fighting out of the resurgent Detroit boxing scene under the guidance of renowned Sugar Hill Stewart. Shishkin, who is 13-0 with eight KOs, is a Russian native who turned pro in 2016 following a prolific amateur career. Uh, the 31-year-old stop veteran contender uh, uh, Najib uh, Mohammed uh, in October of 2018 before putting together his most recent five victories in stateside bouts. Uh, the run includes three appearances on Showbox, the new generation and started with an eighth round stoppage over DeAndre Ward on Showbox in 2019, uh, a 2020 triumph over the previously unbeaten Ulysses Sierra, and most recently a six round TKO of Jason um, Minda in March. So, guys, there's a lot of great action on this card. So, make sure you check this one out as well. Uh, we got the 25 year old Astro Labio. Who's 17 and 3 with 12 KOs, puts himself into world title contention with an upset victory over a long time pound for pound. Staple Guillermo uh, Rogdino in February, a native General Santos City in the Philippines, Astrobilo, will make his US debut uh, as he looks to take one step closer to world title opportunity. Prior to the decision victory in February, uh, Astro Labio's previous five wins had all come by knockout. Uh, so, you know, this guy's looking for the knockout definitely trying to keep that streak alive and potapov who is 23 2 and 1 with 11 ko's has held his current training camp in miami as he is co-trained by john david jackson uh while he took well he too looks to solidify his shot at a world title uh the russian native enters the fight on a three belt win streak following a narrow decision loss to josh greer in july of 2019 the 32-year-old turned pro in 2010 and was unbeaten until 2016 draw against fellow contender Stephen Young. So lots, lots of good action on this card, guys. This one gets underway 10 p.m. Eastern time. Show boxing championships. They're really starting to do it up. You know, this kid, Frank Martin, definitely one to watch. Graham, I know you're going to be watching it. What, what are your thoughts on this one? Uh, I haven't been following that one. No, uh, not at all. Hey, you haven't been following Frank Martin at all? Uh, not that no. I've been following Frank Martin. No, uh, the the Las Vegas uh, fight you just mentioned that card. I'm completely missed it this week. I've been mentioning a lot of fights going on around the world, but that one completely escaped me. Yeah, there's, there's sorry, always, fans. Yeah, there's always there's always tons of fights. You know, there's the ones that are televised and the ones that are not. But 
you know, it's it's unfortunate that we we can't watch them all. I try to trust me, guys. I try. I try multiple. I watch multiple fights. I usually got three different screens going at the same time with three different fights. It's it gets a little tedious and tiring, but I love it. And that's I do it so you guys don't have to. <laughs> uh, and honestly, uh, we got another one. Uh, this one, Stockton Memorial Civic Auditorium, Madeira Zapata, uh, fight hype, December seventeenth. This one gets underway nine p.m. Eastern time. Uh, this one, Toscano Boxing Promotions returns as middleweight warrior Castillo Madeira, who's thirteen and three with nine KOs, takes on Hector Manuel Zapata who is 21 and five with seven KOs in an eight round main event at the Stockton Memorial Civic Auditorium in Stockton, California. The fight will headline a full card of action that will be streamed live on Fight Hype. Guys, if, you, uh, if you've never heard of them, check them out. Uh, with less than two weeks to go, well, less than two weeks to go until fight night. Let's talk, it's tomorrow. <laughs> Madeira is beginning to enter the last stages of camp as he emphasized his plans to engage in a toe-to-toe battle against Zepeda, so. This uh, this one's going to be great. Uh, in the co-main event of this card, Manuel Jamies, who is 12-1-1 with 10 KOs in Stockton, nice. California, will look to bounce back from his only loss in an eight-round lightweight battle against Ricardo Lopez Torres, who is 16-5-3, 11 KOs of Tijuana, Mexico. Uh, the following undercard belts are also scheduled to take place. Arturo uh, Popka, who is 5-0-1 with 4 KOs of Riverside, California, will take on Alexis DeLuna, who is 10-0 with 5 KOs of Bakersfield, California, in a six-round battle between undefeated featherweight prospects. Uh, Hector Madeira, who is 10-0 with 6 KOs of Stockton, California, will put his undefeated record on the line in a six-round welterweight battle against Alejandro Frias, uh, who is 13-8 with 6 KOs. Uh, this guy out of Nayarat, Mexico. And... Here's a prospect you guys got to watch, man. I've been following this guy. Um, talk to him on a regular basis. Giovanni King Gio Gonzalez, another Stockton, California native. He is 15, 6, and 1 with 12 KOs. Will Clash against Marco Cadernas, who is 8, 7, and 1 with 4 KOs of Salem, Oregon, and a six-round lightweight belt. Uh, definitely got to check this one out. Uh, Giovanni, great, exciting fighter to watch. Um you know, one of these uh, one of these proteges who uh, who have been named on uh, Celebrity Making of a Champion, actually, Giovanni Gonzalez. Uh, so definitely watch over King Gio. Uh, definitely exciting to watch. Uh, never, never has a non-exciting fight. He's not a boring guy to watch at all. Definitely leaves it all in the ring, puts it all good heart. Uh, yeah, so this card, can't wait. Um, super excited for this one. I'm always excited to watch these great fights. Uh, Keith Lopez, 6-0, three KOs of California, returns in a four-round super middleweight title against Brian Martinez, who's 2-2 two and two with one KO. And um, Irving, Isu- I, I don't even own uh, another kid here, uh, Jesus Artur Guzman, who is 8-8 eight eight with five KOs. Uh, super bantamweight fight is taking on Irving. I don't even know how to pronounce this one either, man. It's so bad. Uh, X, X, X-I-L-O-H-U-A. Hmm. Hmm. We'll have to figure out how to pronounce that one because I feel bad now that it's uh, that's three names, <laughs> three names that I've bastardized on this show. I'm sorry, guys. You know, and then last but not least, we got to talk about Sunday's card, which we will be in attendance for. I can't wait. Uh, Rebel Entertainment Complex, Toronto, Canada. We yeah. 
we, we're media. We're media for this one. This one's going to be great. Um, you know, our girl, Amanda Golly, uh, yeah. fighting here. Uh, last fight she was in, uh, we were ringside for as well, and she broke her hand. So she is uh, she's coming back after uh, healing after that injury. So definitely shout out to Amanda Golly, who definitely shows that she's a true warrior in this game and uh, is really representing really well for women in this in this fight game. Uh, you know, she broke her hand early, early in that fight. I believe it was uh, in the beginning of the second round. And uh, she went the distance and uh, she battled through. And, uh, you know, she got the draw remains undefeated. Yeah, she got the draw remains undefeated. Uh, I can't wait to see her back in action. Guys, super bantamweight. She's ranked number one in Canada right now. She's 19th out of 170 in the world from Mississauga, Ontario. You know, Amanda Golly taking on uh, Alina Martinez, who is 6-4-0. Uh, in an eight-round scheduled bout, I can't wait. This one's this one's great. I can't. Uh, headlining this one, Josh Joshua Lupia yep. and Leonardo Tyner. Um, Lupia, we had him on after uh, after his wonderful stoppage last time we were out at Rebel Nightclub. Uh, we had him come in uh, for an interview. You know, he was looking really good. He's eight and zero, looking to keep that undefeated. Taking on Leonardo Tyner, who is. 35 16 and two so definitely lapia you know you're stepping it up this guy's got a ton of ring experience uh this is a great welterweight belt guys we will be ringside for this we will be bringing you great content so make sure you check in uh on sunday to uh to see us up, uh, update all this great great fight that's going to be going on i'm, uh, I'm looking i'm looking forward to the irishman they're bringing in <laughs> yes right yes our man lee reeves lee reeves yeah lee reeves yes uh nine and one with six ko's uh he's ranked five uh out of 11 in that super light in ireland 308th out of 2107 in the world 27 year old from limerick ireland 511 southpaw love these irish guys man uh he's taking on larone white who is six five and one uh yeah love love that they brought this kid in I know he's a banger. I know he's not going to disappoint. He's going to represent great for Ireland. Uh, also, you know. He, he's done so well in his career so far. Yeah. That Tyson Fury himself has said he will be the next great Irish boxer. Really? Yep. Really? Yep. Google it. Well, Truth. Facts. Well, you know, that's, uh, you know, these Irish guys, man. <laughs> as long as you keep them out of the bar. <laughs> that's just a stereotype, people. We're not all drunks. <laughs> right. Well, yeah, so, guys, make sure you uh, stay tuned and check in on Sunday. Uh, I guess we will be postponing our knockout of the week uh, till Monday. because well, um, unless Unless one happens before our very eyes. Uh, it's it's actually it happened at the last event, man. It happened <laughs> at the last event, and uh, I'm not gonna lie, we did get splattered with blood uh, at ringside. Um, yeah, that was a that was a great fight. Uh, definitely, we will be ringside. Hopefully, for a knockout of the week, we did have a knockout of the week. Uh, not the last one, the one before that. Uh, in that uh, main event, uh, we did get a wonderful knockout of the week there. Uh, we've been we've been having some great success with some knockouts at Rebel Entertainment. I don't know if it's the atmosphere. I don't know if it's that Toronto skyline in the background, that beautiful, 
beautiful skyline that we have up here in Canada and Toronto that, you know, makes all these other cities jealous. It must be. And, and the wonderful event center, Rebel Entertainment Complex, which I must say for an event center uh, and for boxing is doing great things. Uh, what a wonderful place that, uh, that they use. Uh, it's a great setup, you know, very, very well put together production. Uh, seating is great. Not a bad seat in the house. Um, you know, just a, just a great show. And I can't wait to be part of it again. Uh, shout out to Lee Baxter Promotions, uh, you know, and uh, all, all that he's doing for the sport of boxing in Toronto, man. Trying to put Toronto back on the map as, you know, the mecca of Canadian boxing, which, you know, we should was. be. Which well, it once was. It once was. Should I mean, be, yeah. Muhammad Ali used to come up here and fight at uh, Maple Leaf Gardens all the time. As a matter of fact, I was speaking to Joe LaGuardia today. Uh, he's out of New York City. And uh, he, he's actually the president of the uh, Boxing Promoters Association. So he, he's a well-respected uh, promoter himself. But the point of the matter is, is uh, he was saying that, uh, you know, it's about time. Uh, you know, because we had uh, um, Ken Hayashi practically destroy boxing here in Ontario, Canada's largest province, for 10 years. For 10 entire years, he tried to squash boxing. And uh, to see it uh, uh, revive itself, but with guys like Lee Baxter uh, putting on these shows at, and when we say Rebel Nightclub, it's not, when you walk inside, it is insane. It is such a great venue to put on a boxing event. As you make it an event, not just a night of boxing, uh, but it's truly an event. It's truly worth going to and, uh, and watching uh, the spectacle that unfolds before your eyes, not just in the ring, but all surrounding you. It's, it's a great he, he Lee Baxter's done a great job. Fantastic definitely, job. Definitely. He's uh he's definitely putting it uh you know putting in work and definitely doing great things for uh, Canadian boxing and boxing in general around the world. Uh you know, he's a young guy. Uh you know, he's got he's got he's got a vision of what he wants um Toronto to be in uh in, in the boxing game. And you know, he's doing his damnedest to uh to make that happen. You know, he's signing you know, international fighters. He's bringing them into, you know, Toronto, Canada. He's getting them on these cards. You know, he signed young guys like Brian Acosta, who's a, you know, WBC belt holder, you know, undefeated yeah. young kid. Uh, you know, there's, he's, he's signing these great fighters and, and really, you know, doing, doing us justice, man, and trying to make us, uh, you know, put, put, put it, put that little star beside Toronto. He's trying to bring it back and show that, you know, we, we have what it takes to uh, be on that international stage. We have a huge slew of talent, uh, you know, in, in all these young, young gyms that are up and coming, Yeah, you know, we, we work close with boxing Ontario, you know, we go to some of these, these events and watch all these amateur kids coming up through the ranks and, you know, the talent pools are very, very deep here in Toronto, in Ontario, uh, in that boxing scene. It's, uh, it's actually it's great to see how how far it's come in the last few years uh you know something that 15 years ago was trumped completely by you know ufc getting coming in here in 2006 for the first time being allowed uh really really put a dent in the boxing scene and uh you know it's nice to see that uh, the boxing scene is finally starting to uh shine again and and sprout out from from the bush and uh, you know, become its own thing, and uh, really starting to put itself back on the map. It's it's great to see, and uh, you know, getting all these young kids exposure is great. You and know, without and a doubt, and, and what is happening actually is all those boxers who would have probably done very very well on a global level, 
uh, are now of that age where they truly can't compete um, for championships anymore. But what they're doing is they're giving back to community. And as you're saying, these great gyms are sprouting up right across. And this is a huge city and uh, a, a lot bigger than an American city uh, by typical uh, geographic demographic size. So, uh, you know, we're, within a year, I'd say we're going to rate right up there uh, among the top 10 of boxing cities uh, because of the talent that a, is in our, at our foundation, uh, but also the talent of the trainers and the gym owners, uh, the putting forward the energy and the effort to make our fighters great fighters and be able to compete, as did Lennox Lewis for Canada, who won the gold at the Olympics. For Canada. <laughs> hey, Carl, that one's for you. All right. Uh, yeah, honestly, uh, you, know, you know what? Shout out, shout out to Boxing Ontario, doing their yeah. best to uh, to really repair repair the damages of uh ken hayashi and 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 the crap that he pulled i was actually reading about that the other day graham and and i was trying to explain to somebody what what he had done um you know he made it he made it almost impossible for events to take place uh you know pushing the fact that he was such a safety advocate but yet um uh weigh-ins weigh-ins would happen the morning of the fight not allowing fighters to have enough time to rehydrate before their events uh not having doctors ringside uh, after the fights uh you know things like that like you you're such an advocate for safety but yet you have no safety in in, in the works and right. uh you know and and all these hidden fees and all these last minute rules and regulations he right. just made it hard for events to happen in ontario uh you know uh some 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 of these small small promoters actually went out of business because of events like that. Uh, you know, one example I won't say too many names. I'll just mention there was a gentleman that had an event. Uh, he wouldn't uh, Ken Hayashi wouldn't approve a couple of these fighters to fight, and uh, it was four days before the event, which didn't give this promoter enough time to fill the card uh, with replacement fighters, and you know he ended up going bankrupt. Uh, bankrupting his company losing 40 grand just on that one event and uh you know that's that's what we had from this commissioner who was supposed to be helping boxing in ontario instead you know doing everything to to derail any sort of event that was happening and now i'm glad that that's all gone and yeah, i mean if you think about it um he was allowing kickboxing and karate championships and allowing the ufc allowing pseudo wrestling whatever they call it to come in the point matter is is all these other combat sports are allowed to compete and compete compete effectively but for some reason he had a hard on for boxing and he wouldn't allow boxers truly to compete professionally and i don't right. know why because we right. toronto used to be tr a true mecca for professional look at george Chivalo coming out of toronto you know for example back in the day right uh, and and the, and the fights that used to come out of maple leaf gardens i think every saturday if i'm not mistaken before the hockey game there was well at the hockey game it was a fight that always, <laughs> always broke out the hockey <laughs> game was just the the uh the extension of the main card <laughs> yeah. the good old days with probert <laughs> yeah we we uh we know we uh, we canadians we enjoy our fights and uh you know whether it's at a hockey game or you're in the ring at the end of the day though ken i actually really mess things up for yeah, he, he really he really buggered it up for a full-on decade and it was yeah. it's really sad sad story but because of lee baxter and guys like lee baxter yeah. um uh, not only in the amateur but on the professional tyler, level now he's yeah, bringing buxton, guys in tyler buxton another one of united boxing yeah. promotions yeah um you know 
uh, uh, Camille of uh, Eye of the Tiger out of Montreal. Yep. You know, all, all these uh, all these Canadian promoters are really, uh, really starting to uh, to grow legs and, and, and sprout. And they're yep. really starting to come into their own, putting on great events uh, around Ontario, all through Canada. Uh, you know, it's, it's about time. You know, we've we've been we've been slept on for long enough. It's time for us to uh, wake up and show the world what uh, what Toronto and Canada has uh, when it comes to boxing. Man, we got a lot of great great fighters that you know because of opportunities here or because of um, you know the lack of opportunities here end up leaving Toronto. Right? right? Like uh, uh, shout out to Cream Hackett. There's one. You know, great Canadian guy coming up through yep. the ranks, undefeated. You know his career has found him down in Mexico fighting there because you know, it's, it's the way to stay busy, uh, way to get, get fights. It's, it's, it's unfortunate. Uh, you know, we are rebuilding this, the boxing, you know, structure here and it's, it's going to take some time, but it's nice to see that we got these young promoters, uh, you know, like Lee Baxter, uh, you know, doing these things and, and, and really represent for Toronto. It's great. And the impact of technology and platforms like ours that are helping to promote the promoters. That's right. All right. Uh, let's have a quick think here. If there's no more shows, there's just one other thing I wanted to add. Uh, and that is the, the controversy that's brewing over Terrence Crawford's victory um, last week because of his gloves. Have you heard about this? No. No, so, I got to hear. So this, this is interesting. Kind of interesting. Well, okay. So the, the, um, the, before, uh, I think it was a fifth, fifth, uh, fifth round, I think, cause I think yeah. he knocked him on the sixth. So I think in the fifth round, uh, the referee noticed that, uh, Terrence Crawford's gloves were basically falling apart. They were losing some of their padding. Okay. So unbelievably after checking them and admitting that this is what was happening and showing one of the ringside judges, you know, rather than stopping the fight, changing gloves, okay, mm. which Terrence Crawford admits he had a spare pair there, okay, and he could have, um, they allowed the fight to continue. And in that very next round, the sixth round, if I'm not mistaken, boom, came that crashing blow. Avnasian went down like a sack of potatoes. You didn't even see that coming. No. And 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 now, so, so now the controversy is, is should that, fight have been allowed to continue. So Avnasian's camp is now, uh, I'm not saying I'm going to say they, they're taking it to court, uh, but they're bringing it to uh, whoever was the uh, commission, WBA or WBC or who, whoever was the commission uh, of that right. fight. Involved. Everlast has accepted responsibility for it, though. They uh, they have accepted responsibility for uh, the, the glove malfunctioning during the six-round knockout over uh, Avnasian. Uh, saying the issue is not the fault of Crawford and his camp, but due to a batch of defective leather. Uh, so, yeah. The right thumb appeared to be exposed at the seams. Uh, it's common practice for the commission officials to approve and seal two pairs, but Crawford uh, was allowed to proceed with the gloves. Moments later, he scored that spectacular knockout. So so was, was it unfair for him to continue the fight using a defective pair of gloves? Probably not. <laughs> not so. Anyway, so yeah, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Like what that decision. Uh, I don't know what the I don't know what they can decide. Um, you know, I don't know if they have if there is a rule in place. You know, 
if your gloves start falling apart and foam starts flying left, right, and center, do they stop the fight? No. He's, he's got four-ounce gloves now. Let it go. <laughs> hey, I always said lighter gloves will make exciting fights. And boy, was it proven. <laughs> right? Right? What? Yeah, man. Yeah. Poor yeah, guy, man. man. I mean, he went down like a sack of potatoes. That guy. You know what? Terrence Crawford looked great. He looked great in that ring. No, no, hey, hats off. I've, 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 liked, I've liked Terrence Crawford. I mean, interesting enough, he took on Bob Aaron, um, and, and Bob Aaron accused him of, that is Terrence Crawford, the fighter, of yeah. not promoting fights. And he, and he said, hey, man, it's not my job. I'm a fighter, man. That's what I do. I fight. That, and, that's, why you, uh, that's why you sign with a promoter. That's right. right? Exactly. When, when you're a headliner, you're not supposed to be out there knocking doors, selling tickets. So, so BLK, BLK Prime comes along and says, okay, we'll put on some fights. And you know who we're going to promote first? Terrence Crawford. Yeah. So they, they, I know they've just announced another fight uh, for January. So they're not slowing down. And uh, they've got some uh, good capital behind them. And they're going to put on some good fights. They did. There were some great knockouts on that card. Yeah. There were some great knockouts. Uh, yeah. I was, I was very impressed actually with the card. I, you know, first time watching an event put on by these guys and uh, you know, I, I was impressed. I was impressed. Definitely a lot better than, uh, you know, those trailer uh, rap concert fights. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, hey, speaking of that, you, you know how, um, I don't know if it was this year or last year, Remember there was something that went on in Tampa Bay called Trader Clash. Yeah, they had a whole bunch of YouTubers. They raised money. Actually, it was a, it was a good fight in the sense that they raised a lot of money, like like a million bucks, for a variety of really worthy charities. Okay, so good on them. Okay, mm -hmm. but then along comes DAZN. You know what? I should, I should read this. This is good. Um, DAZN comes along and says we don't mind putting these YouTubers or whoever in the ring because it's going to attract a young audience. Let Let me just tell you. The fellow who 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 I'm going to quote here is the actual CEO of um, CEO of DAZN here in North America. Here's what he said, and this is with respect to uh, an upcoming social media. It's, it's the fight uh, featuring KSI. Okay, yeah. so so on the undercard are a whole bunch of like YouTubers. Okay, basically. Okay, social media influencers, uh, crossover boxers, former MMA guys. Anyway, he goes this. This is his quote. For the sports industry, what we're trying to do with X-Series is extremely innovative and equally important. As the younger generation comes into watching sport, we want to engage with them. So the crossover sport with a new age celebrity is super important. We're incredibly proud to be foundational partners of all of this. So... He's basically admitting, not that it's wrong or anything, but you know, he's admitting that boxing is a great sport to engage young people, and why not have already popular? Like, I mean, some of the guys on this undercard of the KSI fight, they've got something like twenty million. Like, you're, yeah. yes, Jake Paul is over there, and he's got his twenty million followers, but a very small percentage of them follow him in the ring. Yeah. Uh, but these particular fighters, and these are all uh, British European type fighters, by the way uh you know they've they've got themselves uh, and they've got themselves either an mma background or some kind of not combat sport but some kind of physical fitness kind of background so interesting backgrounds nonetheless boxers they want to get in the ring they want to smash it out and uh and and i guess have some fun doing it but they're going to get paid to do it and the zone is backing them 100 and uh i'm not going to say hats off really appreciate it 
but it is an interesting way of uh, you know how how it's an interesting pivot, if you will, for the boxing industry in this day and age to take advantage because we were just talking about technology and how we were helping our our own platform was helping promoters promote. But here's another example where you've got DAZN, a huge global company, who are who are looking to put on these fights. Uh, they're looking for I'm going to call them oddballs, but but actually. I'm not far off because the, the company is promoting this fight is called Misfits Boxing. So, <laughs> so, so, so they, they may be misfits, but they've got millions of followers. <coughs> They're probably going to make a lot of money. And, and I also hope, and now it's not been said, uh, but I hope they too are putting some of their money that, that is being made uh, towards charities and foundation. I kind of doubt it um, because that creative clash kind of set the, set the bell, if you will. And uh, I'm not really sure. Uh, these guys over there doing it uh, for shits and giggles. I think they're really doing it for the purse. Right. Anyway, anyway, just thought I'd bring that up. Uh, forget where we're at in our conversation there. But uh, anyway, that, that, that's pretty much it. That's uh, right. that's. Oh yeah, we are it. pretty well, pretty well at our hour. We're pretty and well we're... at the hour, and uh, you know, card just started at seven, and uh, we don't want to miss our girl Mary Spencer uh, fighting, and we definitely don't want to miss uh, Arslan Beck Megamedov. Uh, that big six nine Russian, the lion. Yeah, he, he's a he's a big boy. He is a big boy. Oh my god! Wow, 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 wow! I can't wait. This is gonna be imagine good. him and Jared Anderson in the ring. Whew. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I, I can hardly wait for 2023 to get some of these guys. They're like caged lions. Yeah. Uh, you know when they hit the, when he when they hit the big when I say the big stage when they finally catch the attention of the British audience. Okay, when these when the British fight fans really realize, wow. There were some monsters we were overlooking over there in North mm -hmm. America. These guys are big. They are tough. They are talented. Yeah. And when that happens, I'm telling you, these guys. Yeah. There's there's, not, there's a bunch of them coming up. There's. I know there's, he's I know he's not a heavyweight, but take a look at Arthur Better Be of right. Yeah. Right. I think he's fighting fighting Anthony Yard in the new year. And yeah, uh, so. you know, right. So I mean, here's here's another guy. The British. No way. Better Be of doesn't have a chance. Blah 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 blah. Wait. Just wait. Yeah. Wait till you yeah. see this guy, man. I think he's undefeated. Yeah, he is. So, and anyway, all righty. Take us out, Mike. All, all right. Weekend. You know what it is. Well, Talking Fight fans, thanks for tuning in to today's episode of the Friday Night Panel with yours truly, Mike and Graham, doing what we do best, and that's reporting on boxing for you guys out there. Uh, you know what it is, man. We'll see you next week. Same time, same channel, new topics. Until then, peace out. See you Sunday. Yes.